More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair, it's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Shoulder to shoulder, shields high. Welcome to the Buck Sexton Show. Team, welcome to the Freedom Hut Wednesday, November 9th, the day after the election. And I can't even tell you how good or not good the election is quite yet because we don't have all the results In some ways, it was very disappointing. In some ways, it was amazing. There was some great stuff. There was some bad stuff. There were some huge wins. There were some huge losses. We will break it all down together here in rapid-fire fashion and get a sense of where the GOP goes next. That'll be our mission today, diving deep into these election results, knowing that there are more results still to come. We don't know yet who will be in control of the House. We don't know yet who will be in control of the Senate And we do know that Florida is in control of Governor Ron DeSantis. That is for damn sure. Huge win for Florida last night. I love it. The sunshine state shining bright like a beacon of freedom. All right. We're going to get into all that coming up here in a second. But MyPillow is an amazing company. It's a company that shares your values and makes all these incredible products that make your day-to-day life more comfortable and just better. I sleep on Giza Dream sheets. I walk around in my slippers. I've got my towels at home. Uh, I sleep with my pillows. I mean, just think about all the things that you could have, too, from my pillow. Let's start with the six-piece towel set. The set comes with two baths, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically $89.98. For a limited time, you can get this set for the low price of $39.98 with promo code BUCK. That's over 50% in savings. My pillow products come with a 10-year warranty, and now for the holiday season, they're extending their 60-day money-back guarantee. 
Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their money-back guarantee extended until March 1st, 2023. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials to get this insanely low price of $39.99 on the towel set. Enter promo code BUCK for these great limited-time specials. I-, I love the my my towels, all of them, the hand towels, the towels for the shower and bath, all that stuff. It's just great. It's amazing products. You're going to love the, my, my towels. Get them. Check them out. All right, so what happened last night in the election? We had a party here in Nashville. It's Clay, me, Jesse Kelly, our friend Michael Berry, Tommy Laren. We got a bunch of great folks showed up. Sean Davis from the Federalist came by. Uh, we, we had a lot of people. Uh, some other famous people who aren't in politics, really. We had a couple of senators show up, Marsha Blackburn, for example. We had, we had some great stuff last night in terms of the party. And here's how it all, here's how it all started, and this is what I'll do. I'll kind of take you through our night. So we're having this party and we got about uh, 200 people gathered together here in Nashville, Tennessee, which is a great town, by the way. I love Nashville. I've really bonded with this place the last couple of years. And uh, we're, we're rocking out. I'm eating some barbecue, some peg leg porker, my favorite barbecue joint here. And things are going well. The Sexton brothers are in the house. Carrie, my wonderful fiance, is there. Clay's there with his lovely lady, Mrs. Travis. We're having a great time. Ron DeSantis, uh, we decide when we see the results, we just put him on the main stage via video as he's given his speech on, on Fox news. And we just put him up there. So everyone could see this guy was taking a victory lap. That was just amazing because he won Florida by 20 points, 20 points. Remember in 2000 when it was down to hanging chads and Bush Gore and the Supreme court and all that stuff. And Florida was a razor's edge, Democrat or Republican. And then in 2018, 18 years later, Ron DeSantis barely wins, barely wins in the state of Florida as a congressman running for the governor's office. And he wins by less than 50,000 votes. I think it was like 30,000 votes. Very, very narrow margin. And fast forward after all the hatred he got during the pandemic from the libs, he was totally right during the pandemic, more right than any other governor, more right than any other Republican about what he did. And uh, Ron DeSantis last night got to take the ultimate victory lap as a governor running for reelection, won by 20 points, over 2 million votes, 20 percentage points, my friends. I mean, this this was an incredible, an incredible Florida red wave. Red wave in Florida is beyond doubt. And it was it was magnificent to behold. Ron DeSantis absolutely earned every bit of it. People of Florida have spoken. They like competent, efficient, smart, positive leadership. And that is what Ron DeSantis gives them. That's just where this is. I mean, you you can't argue with the results. You can't argue with scoreboard, right? I mean, if somebody sets the all-time 800-meter record, they're the fastest man. Look at what Ron DeSantis did. He's setting records, baby. He's getting it done. So big high five to the governor, his team, and the people of Florida for just just seeing reality, making the right move. So many people, um, a lot of Democrats crossed over. A lot of new arrivals in Florida voted for him too, putting their money where their well, their votes where their hearts are. I guess you could say instead of their money where their mouth is. Although both of those things would be true. So that was great. Now, what's not great? Right, we're going to break this down for a second. What's not great? I really wanted. I wanted Lee Zeldin to win so badly in New York, and I know I told you he was going to win, and I know I told you Hochul's an idiot. And Hochul is an idiot, but she is going to be the governor. 
she's going to be the governor. It was just too much, too much of a gap, too much of a of a distance for Lee Zeldin to close with the Democrat advantage in that state. And I just don't know what to say about about New York. It's really New York City, friends. It's true of also Buffalo and Rochester and some of the other cities. They, they're heavily Democrat, too. But New York City is the financial, political, cultural, um, overwhelming, gravitational pull of the whole state, right? It's just New York City decides for the rest of the state more or less what happens. And Zeldin did pretty well in New York City, but not well enough. And I looked at a map of New York, and I'm I'm a lifelong New Yorker. I look at New York City, and I there's so much about that place that I love. It's so amazing in so many ways. And I've been a huge proponent of New York for a long time. I mean, I'm somebody who, when I was living as an adult who had been working for years, I was living with what was it, three roommates in uh, honestly a smaller bedroom than you would find on board, uh, uh you know, a, a submarine, and I was like, this place is amazing. So I, I've thought New York was great for so many years. But the libs during COVID and with the BLM and, and all the other stuff that we've seen last couple of years, they've just they've just pushed too far. They've pushed too far. And that there are so many residents of New York City for whom uh, what, what I, I guess it turns into the insurrection, anti-Trumpism, obsession with abortion, that that's more important to them than being safe on the streets, that their children, the learning loss in schools. I mean, I'm going to tell you this. My big disappointment so far in the election, because we don't know the Senate or the House outcomes, as I'm speaking to you, in terms of control, right? We know a lot of, I'm going to get to Fetterman in a second. My God, I cannot believe, I mean, honestly, if you vote for Fetterman, you'll vote for anybody. If you vote for Fetterman, you know, you'd vote for a rusty nail that says Democrat next to it. Like, it just doesn't matter at some point, right? But here's where we are on uh, on the governor's races. Zeldin didn't win, but he did do well. And there are a number of congressional races where Republicans will likely win in New York. That could be the difference between Republican and Democrat House control. So that's good. That, that's that's a good thing. Um, Kathy Hochul being the governor is uh, shameful. It's shameful. People that voted for her. I, I don't, they're just Democrats. They'll vote. They're totally lost to reason, fact, logic, results, reality. None of that matters. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. They just they're focused in on this. It's part of their identity. The propaganda has seeped too deeply in their brains. You, you can't. It's like a religion for them. You can't move them from this. I mean, if if the abuse that New York City residents were subjected to at the hands exclusively of Democrats during covid is not enough for them to say the Democrat Party is insane. They're lost. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. I mean, I, I honestly would love to have a conversation with some of these Democrats in New York City who voted for Kathy Hochul and say, what do you think you're doing? Like, I understand if if you're if you're somebody who's so concerned, you know, uh, about some of these national level issues or you're really, you know, you've got three Ukraine flags in your bio or whatever, you know, the federal level is different. But do you want your state to be run poorly? Do you want to have really high taxes and unsafe streets and poor government administration and and no cash bail? And just go down the list of all this stuff. Endless regulation, hostile environment for business. You want that? Why? So, so that you're promised that you can have abortion all nine months of a pregnancy and that Donald Trump isn't going to 
you know, jump out of jump out of your closet or out from under your bed and destroy our democracy? And the, by the way, the answer is apparently yes. I, I, I don't know. I, I sit here. I grew up among and this, this is why it's so personal for me. I grew up in New York City, in Manhattan, among these people. And it's so funny because people say, well, how are you? You grew up in New York. How are you so right wing? I look around and say, how is anyone in New York City not right wing? What are they not seeing? All the bad stuff that happens here is a result of, I don't want to say all the bad stuff, but I mean, all the decisions that are made at a political level that have bad ramifications are made by Democrats. These people are nuts. Everything is expensive and slow and inefficient and dangerous and messy and dirty. And, you know, look at the streets, the sanitation situation. It's like all these things that are going on. They just don't care. I'm a Democrat. That's all that matters. Democrat. That's all I care about. Well, what is it going to take? I honestly, I, I think these libs are crazy. What New York, the masking, the lockdowns, the cheering for the BLM riots during the lockdowns or neighborhoods being trashed, the crime way up, all this stuff. And you still vote for Kathy Hochul? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well. And then really the same thing can be said about Whitmer in Michigan. I mean, Whitmer beat Tudor Dixon. I mean, Tudor Dixon is a superior candidate to Whitmer in every respect. And I think a better person in every respect from what I can tell. And people feel voted for Whitmer. Oh, so she can she can you know, protect a woman's right to freely choose her reproductive health health care options or abortion. Is that really what it comes down to? You know who came out in the biggest single demographic? Other African American voters, ninety percent vote Democrat, as we know. So African American voters are are the uh, most consistent Democrat. Uh, vote of any demographic group, you know, racial, gender, socioeconomic. So, but right behind, in in terms of uh, interesting data for this election, unmarried women, Democrat by almost 40 points, unmarried women. So adult females uh, vote who are unmarried and they they vote for uh, the Democrat Party. Which is there's a lot there. There's a lot there. I mean, a lot of unmarried white women, for example, I think have just been so propagandized to by the Democrat apparatus. And I mean, the I don't just mean the Democrat Party. I mean, the media and the academy and universities. And they've been convinced that, you know, motherhood is a burden and and, you know, put it off as long as you can and don't ever do it if you can avoid it. But if you have to do it, OK, fine. But make sure that, you know, you don't take his last name and being a woman shouldn't be subservient to a man. And all this all this post feminist propaganda or post modernist feminist propaganda. I think it just made a lot of women miserable. I, I see them in New York City. I, I, I know them. I mean, I'm engaged now, but until recently, uh, you know, recently meeting, you know, uh, a year ago. Um, you know, I've been a guy who's lived a lot of his life in New York City as a single man. And I can just tell you, there are a lot of of um, high IQ, successful professionally, white women, you know, let's say 25 to 35 who live in New York City, who feel utterly empty and miserable in ways that they try to cover up with drinking and partying and and, you know, ultra casual dating uh, they feel miserable about this stuff. And instead of trying to figure out what's going on, they just keep going into the Democrat Party propaganda mill and, and they're just believe what they're told, that this is good. They're actually going to be happy this way. 
that's one of the ways that I've explained the massive gap, and that's one of the things that we saw there. And it's just, uh, it's very, very frustrating, honestly. Um, and uh, I, th- I think the big, well, let me get into where this is all going in a second here. But as you know, uh, meaning that the House and the, and the Senate, what's what's the latest on that one? Um, because that also brings us into the Fetterman phenomenon. They elected John Fetterman, folks, as you know. I mean, I know a lot of you know, already know the results. We, we, we got to talk through this one together. They elected John Fetterman to the United States Senate. I, I have the words because I'm a radio host, but the words that I would like to use, I can't say on radio, and I could say on a podcast, but I won't. Wow. Wow. We'll get there in a second. You ever thought about being a real estate investor? I always love the idea of real estate. I think real estate's fascinating. I always love the idea of, in, prince, in you know, theory, being a real estate investor, but I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't have the time to learn about these neighborhoods, and I don't have the expertise to do this the right way. Then I met my friends at Done For Your Real Estate. So I now have, just so you understand, I have a, a LLC set up with ownership of different properties. Um, I have an, some ownership stake now in five different properties that have been bought with um, Done For Your Real Estate. But they took me through my first one, which I did totally on my own, bought it, the whole thing. And I've done really well with them. And I'm building up this real estate portfolio over time. I'm doing it the smart way. And I've got advisors. And I have a question or what's going on here. I'm worried about this market, whatever. I reach out to them. They, they just, they live and breathe real estate in these markets that they're working in. So you get the benefit of that expertise plus their benefit the benefit of having them guide you through there's it's a little bit of a bureaucratic process. I mean, you got to get the mortgage and you got to figure out where the house is going to, which house and work with the broker, everything that you do to get the house to the point where you're getting that free cash flow every month and building up equity done for you. Real estate takes you through it. You have advisors, you have people on your team. It's great. Honestly, become a real estate investor. I've, my brothers are done for you clients. Uh, I've brought multiple friends of mine, close family friends have become done for you clients. I really believe in what they do. I really believe in this business. And I'm a client, as you know myself. Go to doneforyoubuck.com. Uh, that's doneforyoubuck.com. I know the markets are shaking everything right now and the stocks and every, all the rest of it. Real estate investing over the long haul, it's a smart play. Done, so it's still a smart play. Go to doneforyoubuck.com. That's doneforyoubuck.com. All right. So Fetterman won. I saw this last night. I was sitting in... Uh, my hotel room after the party because I couldn't, and I was exhausted. It was like uh, midnight Nashville time, 1 a.m. Might have even been 2 a.m. Eastern time. I can't remember now. And they called it for Fetterman. I'm just thinking, you got to be kidding me. Now, I understand Pennsylvania, there's a lot of headwinds against the Republican there. Um, The Pennsylvania state GOP is not a well-oiled machine at all. And uh, the preferred candidate for me from from the onset would have been uh, my friend, Sean Parnell, I think is a great guy and just got, look, I mean, he says that his, uh, you know, he had an ex who he, he has claimed publicly, he just lied about him basically. And a judge believed it. And that, that made him divert from, from running for Senate. Otherwise I think, I think Sean would have won. I think he, Sean should have won. Um, but he stepped away and wanted to tend to his family and his children. And I get that. So we had an imperfect candidate with Oz and I understand all these things, right? I'm, I, there's no part of the nuances in these race that I am uh, I, I refuse to pay attention to or that I don't understand at some level. But I mean, Fetterman can't speak. 
this is like, what are we even talking about here? The guy just had a stroke. He goes on stage. Like, hey, good night, everybody. We're starting out the debate. They de- they delayed 600,000 Pennsylvanians voted before they even saw that debate. They, they gamed the system. These these Democrats are ruthless. Look what they do. They're always trying to change the the amount of mail-in balloting, change the dates of the voting, change the times, change the count, change the... You know, this is who we're up against. They'll rig the system any way they can. They'll they'll do whatever they can to make sure they stay in power. And the fact that they'd vote for this guy is bonkers. It's bonkers. And this is why Joe Biden, you know I've been strong on this position. All Joe Biden's going to run again. They don't care that he's... They don't care. They would vote for a president who was in a coma. How many times? I mean, in a coma, not having, you know, Fetterman, I know he had a stroke and he's now recovering and I wish him all the best for his health. And I hope he lives another 50 years and, you know, everything's fine with him and his family. It's not about that. I'm just saying that the Democrats, if you had a candidate who was honestly in a coma, they would vote Unable to respond, they would vote for the person as long as they could have some, you know, staffer who was representing them in the votes or something. I mean, they don't care. They don't care. You know, oh, he'll wake up from the coma at some point and then he'll vote Democrat. They, they, they just, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, because politics is their religion. You know, the problem that we conservatives have, I think, in a lot of ways is we think of and I'm not even sure conservative is really the best, really even the best word for us. I've been thinking about this more and more, too. What are we conserving? I mean, you know, sanity, the Constitution, sure. But, you know, they've, they've, take, they've taken the term liberals. I mean, we are the fighters for liberty in America. That is what a conservative, you're fighting for individual liberty and you're fighting for rule of law. That's what we're really at our core, fighting for, you know, individual natural law-based rights, um, God-given rights. But... They voted for Fetterman and he won. Uh, I honestly, this is why it's just about raw political power for Democrats. It's just about what they can get away with. There's no principle. There's no shame. They don't care. That's what you're up against. Just know that that is what you're up against. Now, we'll come back tomorrow. I'll talk to you about did Kerry Lake win in Arizona right now. I don't know. Looking good, but I don't know. Lake Masters not looking good in Arizona. Black Salt looking good in Nevada as I speak to you, but we don't know. Herschel and Warnock going into a runoff in Georgia. Who's going to control the Senate? We don't know. We don't know. 50-50. Coin flip, right? Republicans probably going to get the House. If Republicans get the House and the Senate, that actually means the midterm election was a pretty good night. You know, A minus, B plus kind of night. We were hoping for an A plus night. That didn't happen. Eh, maybe a B plus night, but pretty solid. A W's a W, right? But if Republicans lose the Senate, or rather stay in the minority with the Senate. And if they were to possibly lose the House, which is unlikely, but possible, it's a disaster. All these things are decided on the margins. All these things are very narrow, very narrow um, electoral contests now. That's not going to change. So we are fighting over, we used to think we're fighting over, you know, 20% of the country that's persuadable, 5% of the country that's persuadable, in these elections, we are fighting over the last 1%. That's what it comes... And the Democrats who are in the 49% will vote Democrat no matter what. There's no winning... The, they'll vote Democrat no matter what. That's what they've shown us. We are fighting over that 1%, and we're also fighting over turnout on the Republican side. How do we get 
every single Republican to show up in these key races and vote. That's what it's all going to come down to. It's all going to be all right, friends. We're happy warriors. All right, that's, that's how we are. That's who we are. We stay in the fight no matter what. And that's why you know our rallying cry. It is shield time. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair, it's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. 